to just like if you're talking nationally, 13% of the population mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and counting on just 13% of the population to keep your business going, yeah. that doesn't even make mathematical sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you should market to everybody. But in doing this, I wanted it to be diverse. That's yeah. important to stay in business. Yeah. You have to be that way and appeal to, to all audiences. So yeah. when I do things and people be like, that's kind of corny or this, this, or you got to use, I think about every last single thing. The song I use, the location, oh, the see, businesses. Hold on, hold on. Let's get this. Let's okay. get this on the podcast. So up though, we are back with another episode of Speak for Yourself, and I am Dewan Dandridge. Of course, to my right, we have none other than the Ken Elkins. What's happening? And a very special guest, as always, Jennifer Crawford Williams is here to join us. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for allowing me to be here today. So the way that we like to kick it off is okay. we want to invite you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. So how would you like them to know you? Uh, I'm Ask Jennifer. No, Jennifer Crawford Williams, Eastsider from Detroit, woman-owned, black-owned business, curator, and just committed to making dreams happen for people who really have a passion for doing what they love. Mm. What does that look like? What does that look like? It looks like creating a space for people to be successful, for people to be vulnerable, but also allowing them and being their cheerleader so that they can chase their dreams. Mm. I'm the cheerleader in the background for you and helping you with the resources to put you in front of whoever it is, whether it's building your business and having thousands of customers, online orders, however, because I work with a lot of product-based people, or if that's being like your listening ear so that you don't quit. Wow. Oh. Who does not need a cheerleader? Right. Right. I know I need one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she. I don't think she cheer for everybody. But, <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> I cheer. You know what? The, you know what? Honestly, I cheer for a lot of people, even when they're not cheering for me. Right? Right. Uh, I yeah, think it because too. of something like for me is just being an underdog in school. Right? Mm. Being a little chubby girl in the school where people kind of picked on and everything. Mm. Didn't really play sports. You know, I was cold, mm. but I didn't really put myself out there and having these feelings mm. as a kid. And then as I grew older and had more confidence in myself, I just think, like, how many people were that little chubby kid or however Mm -hmm. who wanted to do something, but all you needed was somebody to be like, you got this, you doing it, or somebody to get you together that'd be Mm. like, okay, you tripping right now. You're doing too much. So did you go through your whole childhood without that one person saying you got this? You know what? I would say so. Mm. Uh, my father was a, a strong, mm. you know, I grew up with both of my parents in my household. Uh, but I think that what it was is, you know, we were poor, right? Just like mm. a lot of, and we grew up in a certain society where your parents taught you that you go to work and you get a job at Christ. So you work for 30 years and you retire. Uh. And I wasn't pushed to go to college. I was pushed to like you work and you pay your rent. And so the mm. bare minimum was okay. Mm. And so I think that as long as I was doing something where, and no offense to my parents, but as long as I was doing something where I was making money, where I was working at a Taco Bell or something, that was the okay. And so then as I grew up and I got older, in my 30s to be exact, I had to change my mindset. And how do you do that? And I feel like if I wasn't able to change my mindset, then I would have, you know, still been just working to pay those bills and not pushing for something. It's interesting, right? It's like I used to think that that meant that 
our parents had low expectations for us. Mm-hmm. But really, they were looking at a lot of people that was not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was high expectations for, for and them. You know what for you them. know, right? Yeah, that was high you know expectations you know. for them, right? It's how they were right? raised, yeah. right? So yeah. to, it was hard for me to reconcile that that was high expectations for them. Yeah. Um, which made it kind of hard to figure out what high expectations should look like. I know I wanted to have high expectations, mm-hmm. but like figuring out what that, what those high expectations look like, right? So all things Detroit. Yes. That is, um, seems kind of lofty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, what is all things Detroit? Uh, All Things Detroit is a small business showcase that I started in my one-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to sell uh, pure romance products, right? And I wasn't very good at it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I wanted to um, just pay off my car, and I was... Making these, I was selling these products. So I did an event in my one bedroom apartment and moved my furniture around. I called it Pamper Pick and Purchase. Mm. And I had friends who made earrings and did all these different things. And so it was my way of creating what people call a pop up in my space. And then one day I seen all of these different people moving back to the city of Detroit. And I said, wait a minute, I should do something called All Things Detroit where I focus on Detroit small businesses, Mm -hmm. not ever being a business owner, not Mm -hmm. having any entrepreneurs in my Mm -hmm. family. And I was always the girl who had a lot of jobs. My background was in construction, so I worked my day job. Mm -hmm. And I would do this event at Nikki's Lounge in Greektown. So people don't even know that All Things Detroit started, not only, you know, uh, doing it in my apartment, but in Nikki's was the first All Things Detroit. And so it was important for me to bring people together that looked like me. Yep. And then also bring others in so that, you know, they could promote their business. And here we are 10 years later. 10 years later. So 10 years later. So now if I have uh, a clothing line Mm -hmm. and I want to have it carried in the brick and mortar right now, I'm I'm doing online sales. I can come to you and you would carry my clothing line? Is that how it works? So it's a little different. So All Things Detroit is actually the event that I host at the Eastern Market. Okay. So All Things Marketplace is actually a brick and mortar space that I have in Corktown. Okay. And it's actually a shipping and fulfillment center for local makers and nonprofits. So during COVID, when there was no events, when you can't stand in anybody's face, I had started an online marketplace called All Things Marketplace in 2017 to kind of bring what I do offline, online. So when people are looking for these businesses that I work with, they can go straight to All Things Marketplace. It wasn't popping like that. But when 2020 hit, I got a grant from Lowe's. I bought a delivery truck, and I basically turned myself into an Amazon for small business, Mm. except for it's not all uh, Amazon. It's all things marketplace. So we have a website where we ship and fulfill products from local makers and nonprofits. We represent the Riverfront Conservancy, Historical Museum, Downtown Detroit Partnership. Uh, and then we represent about 85 local small businesses. So each business has their own website on our marketplace. Okay. You can shop with them in store. And then we ship and fulfill any order that comes in online. So all the small business owner has to do is sit there and wait for their money to come to through their account. So you saying you can shop online, mm-hmm. you can have an online presence, and you can have a physical presence And you presence have a physical well. presence in store. And that's in the marketplace. That's all things and marketplace. And then all things Detroit is the the big event. Is the big event and that's over that we, one day. 
one day twice a year. And I can participate in that as well. You can participate in that as well. We have a process. We vet. It's a juried event where you send in your application. For this particular event, we ask all the businesses to send in an introduction slash audition video. Okay. Because we really vet the businesses. Not that one business is not good enough, but we pay attention to the details. Your online presence, your, you know, the packing, everything. And it came from people coming to All Things Detroit and saying that it looked like a flea market. Ooh. Detroit is not a flea market. Right. This event is not mm. a fleet market. So early gotcha. on, I had to think about how can I make changes for yeah. this thing to look like an amazing trade show or a, a festival. And so there's requirements to participate. And if you are working on your business and you're trying to get your packing together, if you're trying to get a logo, whatever it is you're trying to do, we can help you. But, you know, there's a process. You have to be approved to participate in the event. So how many businesses do you take? 200. 200. 200. How many do you have applied? Um, this particular time, I think we had about 347. Okay, wow. Okay. Uh, November, we had about over 400 applications that we received. So since you're on our podcast, do I got to make a video or can I just... You have to no hookups. We're going to have you go through hookup. the process. See you. <laughs> trying to get a hookup. But you no know hookup. me. Trying know to get a you hookup. know me. You, you know me. I, get it all I sell time. socks right. with, with logos on them. You know, there's so many t-shirts. There's so many. But not socks. Jewelry. Mm, I don't know. There's a couple people out there with the socks. <laughs> you know, it, it's so many things. It's so many great businesses. It's yeah. hard to choose. As yeah. this event mm-hmm. grows, it gets harder and harder I'm every sure. time because you don't want people to feel left out. I'm yeah. saying I've been stopped at a market. Hey, listen, I've filled out this application twice. What's up? Twice. You ain't even chosen. Yeah. Calling yourself all things Detroit that's, and you ain't got my stuff. That's, that's, that's you, point, you need though, to change the name to some things Detroit, right. not all things Detroit. Yeah, and, then they you say, something. and then they say, hey, ain't nothing like what I got. I think yeah. you haven't seen what I But I, that is why I required the video mm-hmm. because yeah. I really wanted to see the business owner. I always yes. said that we share the stories of the small business. We don't just say, buy this, buy that. Like We show their faces. We tell their stories. One of the questions on the application is, why did you start your business? And some people say 2019, and that's not the answer. The answer is like, I really want you to tell me, right. like, you know what? I was on my knuckles, and I just right. bought a press machine. That right there makes a lot of sense. And so I think paying attention to those small details and really being about the people, it's just the difference. Yeah. It's the now, difference. is it capped? Do you cap it by the, is there a cap on the product, meaning only 20% can be T-shirt makers, only yes. can be candle yes. makers? Okay. I have to cap it because I would have only T-shirts, candles, and jewelry. Right. And so, like, right now we're full for T-shirts, candles, jewelry, and we want to have more artwork, more okay. handmade pieces. Things are unique that people can come to find. So many great artists in Detroit. So we put an art gallery, actually created, like, an art gallery space so people can come and kind of check that out. I so, make jewelry out of macaroni noodles. Denied. <laughs> We're gonna send you back to the <laughs> You ain't even consider. Don't, don't even bother making the video. Don't even bother. I'm gonna send you a few. I'm gonna send you a few resources. That must be one heck of a, a macaroni neck. Right. Jeez, oh, peace. So, Tough crowd. What, what's, what, what, what would someone look like? Um, I guess revenue wise, right? So what do they, the businesses take in on that day? So um, the most money in one day, April 3rd, 2016, I had one business take in $5,600 in one day. Mm, nice. uh, and at that That's time, not bad for a day. Yeah. And at that time, the vendor fee was, I would say, $125. Mm. 
Okay. Uh, now our smallest vendor fee is $280, 8 by 10 space. We provide a table, and we include our marketing aspect in it. We actually promote every last single business that participates okay. with reels, video, however. Uh, and so this last event that we had, uh, a few of the vendors, when we did our impact report, I think we were looking at a, a close to $4,000 in, nice. in a day. Nice. Very nice. That's good. So one of the things that we talked about is um, – we love to do segments here. Mm-hmm. And you said that you might want to do angry black women. So I was angry black woman. So I'll set it up. Um, angry black man or angry black woman is us pressing into the criticism that we often get as black people. Mm-hmm. When we find ourselves upset about something, people try to like shift us into that space and say, yeah, you just being an angry black man or angry black woman. We like to own it and say, we own the right, just like everybody else do, to be upset about something. We have things to be angry about. So what is that thing that you find kind of you know, gets under your skin and makes you upset, right? The one thing I like to say is we're also a lot of other things, even while being angry. We're also <laughs> yeah. happy black people, yes. right? We're also loving black people, you know what I mean? Amongst like all the other like emotions that one would experience. You know a few things honestly <laughs> uh, Go for one, it. one thing that really makes me angry is being a black woman in business not being college educated you're judged right you're mm. judged as though you won't be professional you're not going to be on time and you don't know nothing because you're black you're a black woman and you didn't go to school mm. the first question i get every time i do an interview or anything is where'd you go to college i did mm. not go to college mm. i went to the school of life but what really makes me upset is that sometimes people don't understand that in a lot of industries, as a black woman, you do have to work 10 times harder. And if we complain about that or say that it's different or however, then it's just like, you just mad. You're using your color as an excuse. When it's no, when I'm the person loading the truck, I'm the person doing the things. Like, you know, early on in the process, it's hard. It's hard. And it's hard to get people to really listen to you when you are a black woman in certain spaces. And that's just the truth. And it's no way, shape, or form somebody could fix it up and make it any other way for me. And I have a friend who is a Caucasian woman. And like she said, oh, I, you know, she applied for something. And she's like, oh, I got in here. Like, this is so great. Doesn't have as much experience as me. And I'm not comparing myself to her, but in that instance. And I'm like, hmm, what is the reason that she was picked and I was not picked? And it's the same exact thing. Yeah. And, and you, was, apl- you applied for the same I thing? I applied for the same thing. It was a particular grant or something. This was mm-hmm. many years ago. And I'm like, hmm, like three months, three years. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe it's a thing where you just had to be in business for three months. You know, so it's just these things yeah. of even her herself said, you know, it's definitely can be harder for you. And so that's something that really, it's not my imagination. It's not something I dream, I, I dream about yeah. just be like, oh, my God, and make up in my mind. It doesn't stop me. It makes me push forward. But. You know, sometimes, you know, being a black woman, I just feel like I want something to fall in my lap, too. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to I'm not angry about it, but sometimes, you know, it's hard and it's, you know, just hard to you got to push yourself forward. But I'm tired, too. (laughs) You know, so I think that that can really make me uh, angry when it's just like it's fair for all. You know, everyone is working so hard. And, you know, there's other events and things that people do. They don't have to sell pre-sale tickets. Right. They don't. Right. Right. We sell pre-sale tickets. That's what we choose to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, for other event owner, people who don't, you know, they're great people, but they don't have to. Guess what? Because favor. I don't know. 
But it like, really so makes even, me angry. Yeah, I think we share in that angry anger, right? Like I think that's <laughs> that's why, you know, we started Black Leads Detroit. Mm-hmm. Just that reason that you just described. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, yeah, like that's why we exist because we know that that's out there, and we're like, you know what? We're not about to convince folks to control different pots of money. Yes. That is still a thing that they still have this issue, mm-hmm. right? We'll just create a different pot of money. And that makes sense. That makes sense. And, you know, even in starting this event and doing all things Detroit, you know, when I first went to the venue and said, like, hey, get all the details. They're like, you got to have this on time. You got to be on time. You got to have this. And it costs this. And you need insurance. And insurance has to be in your name. Making all kind of assumptions. And I'm thinking to myself, now, what what is making me look like I don't have anything? Right. But guess what? I didn't have a dollar. You hear me? Mm -hmm. I didn't have any money. But here we are 10 years later. I always make sure in 10 years, we are we have never been late. We've always been on time. And they always got their money. Because you'll never put me in a boat or in a category. Yeah. Even when I didn't have the money, right. they didn't know it. Right. Yeah. Because you don't know. And you're not going to judge me like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, ho- the hope is that after having that experience with you, mm-hmm. that folks in those seats would start to use that as a thing that would influence the way they see us, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, why not make opposite assumptions? Because you've worked with, you know, folks that have been on time, mm-hmm. paid yeah. on time, right. yes. you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Showed up with a standard of excellence. You talk about folks giving you some hard criticism mm-hmm. early on and saying, you know what, like it looks totally different now. It, it looks, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, But even now, uh, I've run into some issues this past year of different businesses reaching out to partners asking, why me? Why does she get picked for this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, the food trucks that people see downtown every day, mm-hmm. I curate that Monday, oh, uh, from May to October. They so go, all of them? All of them for the Noel for um, Noel night when there's the food trucks in Cat, uh, Cadillac Square every single day. Oh, okay. I'm the curator of the Downtown Streeties program. Don't tell Ken that because he's going to be like, I got a food truck. I, I, make, I make that same macaroni and cheese. That same macaroni and cheese I use for the jewelry. I cook it. You know what I mean? I got a macaroni and cheese truck. Macaroni and cheese backslash jewelry truck. Right. I'm going to holler at you after this. It can't be 2 on one We'll we gotta see. got to talk about you know that. What? It can't be 2 on one You trying to treat me like they was treating you. No. <laughs> trying to, she's trying to keep me out. She's trying to lock me out. You know what? I'm not blackballing nobody. Don't play me. <laughs> you supposed to be root cheering. I do. For my I do. macaroni you, and cheese. The thing is that I've been put in this position of like the businesses <clears throat> you see downtown, like the night market at Beacon Park, Market Fridays at Cadillac mm-hmm. Square. All of those are events that I curate. Nice. So, you know, people. Wait, who, Market Park at Cadillac Square? The Market Fridays at Cadillac Square. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought. I, I'm thinking about the holiday market. So I was on the board for that this particular uh, season, but I'm I'm saying I say to my black owned businesses, listen here, or businesses overall, like have your paperwork together. Yeah. Like let's let's yeah. if we can be in these spaces that we complain that we can't get in, and you're in a position where you can open a door and say, hey, listen, you are down here at this lunch hour every single week in some capacity selling and, and doing this for you. Like just have your paperwork together. Mm-hmm. Like let's be legit. Let's not spend so much time. On the hookup. 
Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. some of the things that I run into. But like all those different things that I curate, some people don't even know that that's me, that yeah. I'm doing that. But it's on the website and we promote the heck out of it for people to come and just be a part of it and come into the space and just be able to, you know, pop up, you know, and, and have how a good did you representation land into this. Hmm. Like, it's interesting. Like, I always find like when people are doing something that you just never thought could even be a career. Right. There, yeah. there, there people uh, there. There's a curator yeah. of all the things that you create from from retail and um, to food. Like, how did you end up down this track? Uh, doing all things Detroit, downtown okay. Detroit partnership. Uh, one of the directors there, his wife was a vendor and she participated in my event and did amazing. And so they reached out to me and said, you know what, we're going to do this event called the night market at Beacon Park. Uh, and we would love for you to curate it. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, curate it. Oh, they want me to pick some businesses, I yeah. guess. And I had to think of myself, like, what that would look like. Yeah. Did you charge them right? Oh, yeah. I okay, charged good. them right. Good. I charged them right. Good. And then I, I had it in my mind, in my head, because someone was giving me, like, advice on the outside. No, you can't do this. You can't do that. And then I had to think about it. I'm like, you know what? No. If they're coming they to, came me, to me, they came to me. I can do what I want to do. Yeah, right, and right, so I, at yeah. that point, when they, you know, gave me the opportunity, because grateful for the opportunity, yeah. uh, I had to set a standard of like what that curation would look like. And then okay. I, until that, and I was doing this even in 2017. I met my husband in 2019, and when I met him, he said, "Oh, so you kind of created your own job." And yeah. it didn't resonate right. with me until then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so Downtown Detroit Partnership has been amazing, you know, working with them. You know, they have given me so many opportunities. I curate all of their events uh, nice. that they do downtown or when it's opening day, picking the food trucks and everything. So uh, working with them has definitely been a blessing because it has branched off to so many things. And so... Um, you know, I just make sure that I'm, you know, on my game and I curate the best businesses to be in those spaces. I'm glad I just found out what curate was two months ago. So I'm glad okay. I can be part of this conversation. So now you're going to be walking around talking about some curate. Right. Curate. <laughs> if they curate, like you learned a new word. That's why he used it so many times. Yeah. I think there was something else that I, I wanted to um, to hear. So you, you, I think you gave us a number when we were off camera about how many people actually show up. Um, yes. For the big event at, at Easter Market. Yes. So, so um, April 3rd, 2016 was my biggest event to date. We had 14,000 customers. 14,000 customers. 14, customers I was not in that any was way. shopping. I was not in any way, shape, or form prepared. That was none but God. I was mm -hmm. like, whoa. They were like, it's the line is down by Chase. I'm like, we got to count the people. Oh, my God. It was madness. Oh, so they, they have to... You have to let them in one at a time. So uh, we charge a price. We charge oh, a cover fee. You. So it costs five dollars to get into all things Detroit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have something that we created because of that large event, and it's called Beat the Crowd, where you can actually come. In, you pay ten dollars, you get a complimentary tote bag, and you can come in and shop two hours before we're open to the public. Okay. So a lot of people purchase Beat the Crowd because they don't want to be. They want to get first dibs on whatever. Uh, last event, I think we sold about 1,200 Beat the Crowd tickets. Okay. So our wow. last event, we had uh, close to 10,000. We're trying to wow. build back up since before COVID. Uh, but people come in and they really, the whole focus is to shop. People mm -hmm. always ask mm -hmm. me, why don't you have Big Sean come and this person come and this person come? And I say, I got 200 celebrities in these booths that paid to That's be it. here. And this is who I That's want people focus. to be excited to come and see 
not that I'm against anything like that, but it's mm. just like if I pay somebody to come and be here, if I go to an event, I'm going to see Big Sean. I'm not necessarily worried about little Judy in the corner with her products. Right. So my focus is the businesses. That's why we show their faces. Right. That's why we make them do these videos that they hate to do and they yell at me for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's ultimately to promote the business because I never let go of what I say. I don't let somebody get mad talking me out of, you should do it this way and that way. I'd be like, nope, we're doing it this mm. way. This makes sense. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. You got any more questions? No, I don't. Actually, I'm good. So we want the, everybody to know where they can find you. So can you give the, the brick-and-mortar location? Yes. So uh, All Things Marketplace, located at 1620 Michigan Avenue, Suite 123, right in the heart of Corktown. And uh, all of my events and storefronts, everything is all on AskJennifer.com. AskJennifer.com. Love it. Love but it. I do got a question. Yes. Why AskJennifer.com? What am I asking so, you? People ask me everything. <laughs> the reason ask for Ask Jennifer, <laughs> honestly, is because people kept asking me everything. And it really okay. started as a joke. Started okay. as a joke. Okay. Oh, where can I work part-time? This before I kind of had the business. Where you work here, I need looking for a part-time job. Oh, you do this. And I was like, what is this, Ask Jennifer? I said, I should call myself Ask Jennifer. Okay. And I started calling myself this 12 years ago. Okay. And I said, oh, I'll just call it Ask Jennifer. And then, you know... I just stuck with it. And somebody was like, do you really want to name a business after yourself? And I said, well, it'll be different because I spell my name with a Y, not an I. Sometimes I say yay. Sometimes I say why did you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Well, we love it. Um, We need to make our way over to the store. Yes. Um, We are neighbors practically, right? Just a few blocks away. So we're going to come by. Maybe we'll do a, field, a BLD field trip. I think our that, staff that would be by. amazing. Yes. Yeah. And the back of our space is an art gallery <clears throat> and event space. Okay. Because okay. so Ken makes art too, don't you? I do. Out of macaroni shells. <laughs> oh, Ken, look. I, Ken, you killing me. I'm a beast with the macaroni shells. I, I, I feel like you you need to show me one of these macaroni shells. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I ain't making one of them videos, though. But I'm a, <laughs> if you sit here on this time, you can make a video. You can make a video. It's like super cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much Thank you for, for what you me. do and making yes. like opportunity and space for the entrepreneurs in our city um, and around our city um, and the way that you kind of center them and champion them and be a cheerleader for them. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. I Thank you for coming it. and joining us and Speak Thank For you. Yourself. Thank you. It's been great. That's another episode of Speak For Yourself. We out of here. Peace. You don't have one of those macaroni necklaces in your bag? Because, you know, when you're a small business, you got to stay ready. Strike one. I got to stay ready. You're right. I don't got it.